0: Statistics, if you like, and it's quite transparent and honest statistics. Uh, It's thousands, it's not tens or hundreds, it's thousands. Over what period? Every year it's thousands. It's thousands of them in every year, since uh, 2011. In the world outside, the, the situation in East Aleppo, held by the rebels, gets more attention than West Aleppo. I mean, they are under more pressure there, aren't they? I don't believe this. I hear a lot of propaganda, and I hear plenty of uh, uh, press and plenty of media talking about this. Let me say, uh, east of Aleppo, north and, and, and south, plenty of agricultural and water channel being opened by the government in the last years. And, there's a, and they've a developed, uh, developed agriculture, and they, they look after sheep. They, there are plenty of economical resources there local resources, even these products and these goods being prevented to enter to the West Aleppo. The government can't go there because, you know, because of the the armed uh, rebels and terrorists. Have you seen much of a difference because of the ceasefire? I know it's only been going for a short time. It made an obvious difference, actually. Far less casualties, actually, in the last two days. Still, many, uh, many break uh, breakdown uh, of this agreement. Uh, we have some casualties after that agreement, but uh, far more less than before.
1: So, so fewer, fewer casualties saw. Yes, yes.
0: This war has been going on now for more than five years. What is the answer? When do you think it might end? The answer is in the hands of Syrians, not in the hands of anybody else. As long as regional countries and regional governments interfere with our own affairs and interfere with own our sovereignty, won't be no solution. Unless we sit together on that table and we will find a solution, the Syrians ourselves, you mean all Syrians, including the jihadists, uh, jihadists. No, they are. Most of them are not Syrians. Plenty of them are not Syrians. They ought to go out of this country. We would accept, as our president says, that we would accept anything. And he, he, he issued a decree of mercy for everybody who, who is carrying arms. Come, get back to, to the arm of the country. Get back to your homeland. Get, get back to your house. And give up fighting. And we will talk about the future of this country.
1: Director of a hospital in uh, Aleppo, government-held Western Aleppo, talking to BBC's Middle East editor Jeremy Bowen. Well, the US and Russia have now agreed to organise an extension of the forty-eight hour ceasefire, which they'd brokered between rebels and government forces. This was Russia's military spokesman, Lieutenant General Viktor Poznyke. We also
2: note that some armed groups controlled by the USA, such as Arar al-Sham, have openly stated their unwillingness to cease fire. The greatest number of violations is associated precisely with these groups. However, taking into account the importance of unconditional implementation of the agreements reached, the Russian side is in favour of extending the regime of cessation of combat activities in the whole territory of Syria for another 48 hours. Russia is fully implementing the obligations which it has undertaken.
1: Well, there have also been reports of scepticism in parts of the US administration about the worth of the ceasefire and the cost of cooperating with Russia. Speaking, though, to National Public Radio in the United States, the Secretary of State John Kerry said that the agreement was the only option if lives were to be saved.
0: What's the alternative? The alternative is to allow us to go from 450,000 people who've been slaughtered to how many thousands more, that Aleppo gets completely overrun, that the Russians and Assad simply bomb indiscriminately for days to come, and we sit there and do nothing? That's the alternative.
1: So what should we make of this current cooperation between Washington and Moscow? Shashank Joshi is a senior research fellow at the Royal United Services Institute, a defense think tank here in London.
3: First of all, it's remarkable given the broader state of the relationship. Uh, We have been uh, seeing an incredibly intense bout of cyber warfare between the two countries, particularly the Russian hack of the Democratic National Committee and wider American fears that Russia is interfering in the American election in two months' time, as well as, of course, Russia's hacking of U.S. athletes only in the last couple of days. So for this kind of cooperation to take place in a climate of broader tensions, uh, of course, over cyber and other issues is interesting enough as it is. More broadly within Syria, more specifically rather within Syria, I think it's a big risk for the Americans whose stock with the Syrian opposition.